Hello and welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is our episode 80, Funny Games, the original from 1997. <clears throat> Tonight we have with us Larry. Hello. And Ewan. Hello. No Jess, I don't know where she is, so there'll be no video clips and things tonight, so apologies for those watching. Um, yeah, what we've been up to this week, oh, I've watched a fair few films. Mm. Um, I went to the beach today and got burned and, you know, watched lots of ladies. Well, I didn't really watch them, don't claim <laughs> me out to be a pervert, but like... <laughs> Yeah, they don't wear much anymore, especially on, their, <laughs> especially on their bottoms. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's where I went today. Got got seriously burned. Not on my face, though. I put cream on there. But, yeah, the whole family all got burned. It was a lovely day, actually. A lovely that's day. Cool. Um, yeah, so pretty good week, really. Um, what have you been up to, Larry? In the old um, plasticine? Or have you been, pl- you, plasticine. Have you been making things out <laughs> um, of plasticine or anything like that this week? No, no, uh, just more pre like pre planning of like um for, for filming uh in July, but um, over the weekend went to Marwell Zoo. Uh, the oh, weather, the weather, the weather held that's up really well. 15 minutes from my house, you could have said hello. Do you live in a zoo, Kev? Um, no, my kids do. I, I don't, I, I, um, it's not very far from me at all, but. It's mm. yeah, the next village along, really. And what's oh, the well, standard okay. of animal? Might have, might have drove through. Standard. What, what, what animal? What are the standard animals? Right, they have um, feathered ones. The birds <laughs> have them. They have <laughs> just loads of pigeons in a cage. <laughs> yeah, they got. They, I think they got pigeons. Um, <laughs> I think they just live there anyway. I don't think they're in the cages. No. But they, what do they have? They got a lovely butterfly house, if I remember rightly. Did you go in there, Larry? They've changed. They've changed that, I think, because that's what okay. we. There were parts. That, there's a few things that I remember from quite a while back, because uh, yeah. it's been a while since I've been there. And they, like yeah. the, my favorite bit is the tropical bit, like yes. where they have. That, like, that's the, what it uh, is. Then, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they've they've completely changed that. Like it's better. It's now bigger, and it, you you know they've housing more stuff in there, and they've tried to make it like more of like the rainforest esque. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was good. Um, and then yeah, um, I guess I'll speak about it later on the podcast. I saw Doctor Strange today, and I have oh words. okay, <laughs> I have words. I have words too. <laughs> really does sound like you enjoyed it again, so that's good. Um, mm. Yeah, they got giraffes as well at that zoo. Yeah. I think. My son went to preschool there, believe it or not. So every day is kind of where he was out by playing. Not, he, just, he did see giraffes all the time and things, but like he, he didn't get eaten by any lions or tigers or anything <laughs> like that. But like that's, that's where he went to school, which is pretty <clears throat> cool, really. I wouldn't mind going mm. to school there at a zoo. Mm. So you and what have you been up to in the, the big zoo of London? <laughs> well, I've sort of uh, I've been out and about. Uh, it's quite nice weather, but mainly to sort of cinemas and stuff. I, w- I will say that um, it's interesting sometimes because c- uh, through this week I've been sort of um, kind of around both sort of press screenings and just normal cinema screenings. And it's funny that the one time I got annoyed by an audience member was at a press screening. Um, wow. I don't know who the guy was. Um, it was uh, it was for. Um, a uh, film was for everything, everywhere, all at once, which I'll talk yes. about later. Yes. Um, 
but this guy <laughs> this guy um came in sort of 10 minutes after the film started which is always a red flag um i sort of you, you know when you reason your head when, when you're annoyed at someone but you reason okay yeah. maybe he was stuck in traffic or you know, family members died and he's been like managed to get here just in you, you give know, excuses what, what you exactly, give excuses yeah. just to not go into <laughs> and then he comes and sit next sits next to me um <laughs> Keep in mind, I'm in the back row in the corner, which I mean, there were, there were, to be fair, it was quite filled up. So I can, I can sort of understand why he sat next to me, but mm. it was, yeah. <clears throat> um, and then as soon as he sat down, he was just on his phone, just sort of flicking through it. I was, again, making excuses in my mind, sort of thinking, oh, maybe he's just planning to turn it off or he has to send a quick text to someone who's in the hospital or whatever, you know. Mm. But he kept on doing it throughout the film, so I just kept on being annoyed at that. And then he also took out something which required a wrapper to undo, so it was just like squealing. I know you hate that. That's your oh. pet peeve. <laughs> you got to come to the cinema with me, you in. Right, <laughs> uh, but, but then, but then, someone across across the row from us um, sort of told him off, essentially. When oh, he was right. using his phone again, yeah. saying, "Sorry, are you texting during the film?" And he was like, "Yeah, it's not a problem with me. Is it a problem with you?" And I'm just like, "Ooh!" <laughs> and then obviously, obviously, I'm there, yeah. like want, wanting to say something, wanting to defend this poor person from being like, but I'm just obviously there, just kind of like shriveled up, just like not wanting any sort of confrontation at all. <laughs> and obviously, because of like social anxiety or whatever, I'm just not. I, I, I'm like I'm focused on the tension to my right rather than the film. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just like, oh god. Ooh. And then, <laughs> and then, thankfully, he left about like two thirds of the way through the film because clearly he wasn't enjoying it. So he just went yeah. so I could actually concentrate on the film then. But I hate people a lot. I, yeah. I mean, well, I hate those sorts of people a lot because they're just so... Oh, they're just so irritating. But other than that, it's been an all right week. I just <laughs> that want to sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, you. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree, though. If you're going to the cinema, especially, like, you know... If you've got like you know, if there's a question or something like that that you're asking, maybe or whatever, but especially if you're sitting through a film, especially with your phone out, I'm yeah. sorry, you shouldn't be at the cinema. Like I get it if it's like an emergency sort of thing, but yeah, and it's a press screening. He's seeing that film for free essentially, and I'm just like, you know, it's a privilege and an honor to be at a press screening, and I, I never forget that. I just have this twat just next to me just sort of like being oh yeah this is when he's watching the podcast just like <laughs> you, <laughs> you i had a massive rant about him on twitter and called him a cunt so he's probably <laughs> but maybe he's not seeing that i don't know but yeah good week oh yeah sounds like a great week um, so you in yeah funny games of 1997 um, i'm presuming this is one of your favorite films if you as you picked it um yeah yeah uh so we just explain what it's about right two violent young men take a mother father and son hostage in their vacation cabin and force them to play sadistic games with one another for their own amusement um and they're austrians so for me this film is in foreign again <laughs> I don't I don't know what language it was in but it was in foreign Ooh. um so I had to do a lot of reading yeah, so yeah, I missed half the film because I'm trying to read. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, um, it's okay. It's um, 
it's very there's no happiness in this film at all that's what well, except for the it. beginning when they're talking about <laughs> composers they were, they were yeah. pretty happy yeah yeah i have yeah. i have written down some kind of bullet points so let's talk about it so it's 109 minutes long and it's in foreign all right um and it's directed by michael hennig is that how you say it um, yeah yeah and he, yeah he directed the remake too so he must have said well you know, let's give you a load of money and do it frame by frame or whatever it was. Yeah, well, it's scene well, it was, by scene. Yeah. Well, it's interesting with that because I think he wanted initially when he made the first one to, to wanted to make it in the United States because I think yeah. the the film is meant to be a comment on sort of like like how audiences consume like mainstream sort of violence, I guess, in, in like movies and stuff. So I think yeah. he initially wanted to make it in the US, but they didn't let him, so he went to he did, did it in. I think it's in German, but yeah, in Austria instead. I think it was foreign. I, I yeah. think it, it was European, I think. Yeah. Is that, yeah, yeah. I don't think that counts as language, but yeah. Is, sure. it, is Austrian, <laughs> Austrian and German different? And I, I, th I, well, I, well, obviously, I think the dialects are different, but I, th I think they're roughly the same. The same kind of. <laughs> obviously, t email us <laughs> if I've yeah. got that completely wrong. If you, yeah, please do, or, or Dan will tell us because. He speaks foreign as well, so here, 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 know which foreign language it is. Um, sorry, so I've got let me do, just do the other bits first. I haven't even done my rotten tomato bit yet. Um, so Susanna Lafer is Anna, I'll put Aria Arneo Frisch as Paul and Frank Gerling as Peter. That sounds German. Um, and what do you reckon on rotten tomatoes for this version? I think I accidentally looked it up. So I think oh, so I, you I know. Think I know okay. already. Oh. Yeah. So Larry, uh, I, um... there's no prizes. No. I'm just... <laughs> God damn. Um, I I'm gonna say in the sixties. Ah, I've got a prize, and I got that the shit version of Evil Dead. You can win that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm going to say like 60s, maybe like 60, 62, 63. Yeah, I, again, close. I, th I, I think I yeah. would want it higher because actually... Yeah, slightly. Six, 69. So 69%. Awesome. Um, yeah, I've got questions that I'd like to ask because there's things that confuse me, obviously. Um <laughs> Can I just ask at the beginning they're introduced or that they by a guy called Fred, is that right? They're introduced mm. to the people saying, was he a friend of the family or something along those lines? Yeah, I think so. But it's a neighbor yeah, that introduces door, yeah. it. But was a neighbor in on it or Wow, it's a it's a it's a very good question. Um I I feel like because of what happened at the end where they essentially um go to a, another neighbor's house and sort of it's like the prelude to another sort of yeah, yeah. Um, home invasion situation that I reckon it again this is my own interpretation but the that the two of them invaded that their house beforehand and now they're coming back here and but that's my own thing that, so they might have been playing a game again like if you don't he seemed quite relaxed though yeah this, this Fred guy yeah but um, it could but so, so was um uh so was up uh, is it her name's anna is yeah anna? when the, yeah, the yeah. other neighbors yeah, well, when, the the, when the boat comes up yeah, she seemed yeah. calm as well so it's sort of um yeah. Mm. yeah that that was yeah there's there's other questions we'll get to that in spoilers um 
So, what do you think about it, guys? I know, is this your first watch, Larry? Yes. Of yes. this version. Um, Have you seen yeah. the other one? Yeah. 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 I think um, I had definitely heard of it when I heard it on the podcast when it was mentioned. I was like, oh, yeah, no, I've, I've heard of that, but I, I don't think I'd seen it. Um, and then, yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised by it. Like, I wasn't, I, for me personally, I love the commentary on like slasher films. Mm. Um, and obviously, when we go into spoilers, I was yeah. not expecting a certain thing to yeah. happen. And I loved it for it because I was like, it breaks so many conventions of what those slasher films do, where it's like, we'll just tie everything up in a nice bow. And I really yeah. liked how this film was just kind of like, no, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that, that's sort of like, that, that that's what i love about it as well in that the sort of i, I think this is maybe the, the third time i've seen this this film and it's it, it it's funny how because of that because it doesn't tie up those bows every time i watch it it's still quite frightening yeah because you're just sort of you know there's no happiness that's gonna that's gonna arrive <laughs> dan's just commented dan speaks foreign kev phd languages i think that's very very good um but um but th but that but that's the great thing about i mean you were saying how it's um very miserable and there's no happiness kev and i think that's um entirely the point because i think i mean michael haneke is is, is quite a sort of well-known art house director um in europe um he, you know he's made film films in like german and french and he's he's been all around um and with this one he's going for a very sort of almost an anti uh american horror movie kind of stance where um whereby he, he seems to be sort of scrutinizing the sort of violence that um, we're as an audience are kind of complicit in, in in some ways because we want to watch the we want to watch these movies because we want to see people getting hurt and people getting sort of like you know chased down by serial killers or and ultimately die and I think his his comment on this with this film was this it's just like um, okay we're going to make it completely miserable because we, we, th this this shouldn't be enjoyable <laughs> I, I think he's sort of and I, I you know I, I it's funny because I, I actually don't really agree with the message which he's trying to put forth but I I still love the sort of I don't know the, the sort of um bravery in just sort of like like spitting on all the people which sort of enjoy it I think that's yeah. very <laughs> it's very good to watch I I liked uh, as well um where these these two characters are giving um almost their backstory but it's like it's all just bullshit and yeah. it, they all you know and it's that thing of almost just like laughing in the face of that's what you expect from you know if you watch a your your average going slasher film not every but like i'd say modern era now especially that's usually the formula you know home invasion sort of s thing where then you know there's an elaborate backstory where the character's like oh this happened to me and that's why i've picked you and i just i think what this film does very well is that it is really bleak because it's like no it's just you isn't it like yeah. you just happen to be you like yeah yeah and exactly and it's so yeah. sort of arbitrary as well because it's sort of i mean obviously this couple is very rich and i, and I know sort of like 
a lot of sla- <laughs> a lot of slasher movies focus on like teenagers who are rich and stuff but here it's like i don't know it's very apparent that they're mm. that it's very rich and it's quite sort of satirical in, in some ways but i also just love how it starts and it's quite in many ways it's quite a comical for like a sort of scene where it's the guy the sort of slightly larger guy who um comes in and asks for eggs um for for next door neighbor and you know i I watch it a third time and i obviously know what's gonna happen it's really suspenseful that scene but i I, I sort of wonder if like i watched it the first time and kind of did i didn't expect that that would happen because it and it's quite a comical scene because he's like keeps on breaking the eggs and and watching it a third time i'm just like oh my god this star (laughs) and you really want them to leave and you really hope that they will leave but they don't and it's like and then the guy (coughs) who's a frightening Who's, I think one of the most frightening villains in cinema, just sort of like with a golf club. He's got this like buzz cut and he's got a really sort of menacing. I, 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 it's an interesting thing with, with casting, I think, sometimes in that um, sometimes obviously you have to cast for performances and stuff, but casting by how people look or at least how, how it sort of makes it look is, is a really tricky task and i think those two villains are just perfectly cast not only because of their brilliant performances but just just how they look when they're doing horrible things it just there's like an innate evil to them <laughs> it's, a, it's a really strange thing um <clears throat> and you sort of um and that, that's also an interesting sort of like contrast between the two of them and the family in that the two of them are so calm so sort of collected and they're so sort of um almost knowledgeable about what's going to happen and then the family are just fucking terrified and you could sort of it and i think that's part of why this film can be quite upsetting because because the family uh the 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 actors playing, playing the family are so um I would say I would say realistic. I mean, I've never been, I've never had my home invaded by horrible people before, but it, uh, but I, I reckon it's probably quite close to that, mm. that sort of, um, the, and that sort of realization of a loss of a control, which I think is also part of um, the main villains, Paul's kind of um, remit in some ways, in that he is fully in control, and you kind of realize that when he sort of winks to the camera, yeah, and he sort yeah. of says things to the camera. And and by the way, I I would love it if more horror films imp- imp- implemented that device because I think that is the scariest thing you can do. Mm. <laughs> I, I, making the making the main villain who's causing such horror to the people in the film just for him, for him to turn to you and talk to you is fucking terrifying which uh which <laughs> Very clever um, no yeah. no uh no no spoiling obviously i know we're going to talk about this later but just um <laughs> yep uh, they did that in a recent film you and but uh i know you didn't like <laughs> dr strange oh <laughs> <laughs> no not to the ex- definitely not nearly the, the same yeah nearly well the same. Is, i think i think though like <clears throat> again not a not a spoiler and we'll not discuss it and um for those who haven't seen it um but i actually think that's something that I, I agree completely in that and it goes to show that the sam raimi obviously doing obviously evil dead kind of implementing those tactics with ash looking at the camera and just screaming in your face sort of thing um but i also think like with this film you know elements of uh, dr strange elements of so many other great experimental horrors as well should do more stuff like that because i agree with you like those little 
nuances of just looking towards you and almost being like, oh, this is my film. Mm. Like, you know, the, the, the actual like character in this film almost being like, uh, like you said, I'm completely in control. Yeah. I think and it's, also, yeah, it's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, and I, I love that as well. And it's just the sort of like, you also feel like... Um... I don't know. You feel bad, not not only for the family, but he's like saying, "Oh, you're you're you know you're obviously watching this and you're rooting for the family, aren't you?" It's almost like, "Oh, you got you kind of want to see the violence, don't you, really?" And then mm. there's there's a there's a bit which is like I think one of my favorite scenes. I mean, it's definitely I think it's my favorite scene of the of the film where um, essentially um the larger one he sort of picks which ones which one he wants to kill and he has a shotgun and everything and he chooses which which one to go for and then the camera just drifts away to paul making a sandwich and then the noises of all the all that's going on in the living room where one of the major characters gets like shot and killed and 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 it's funny when I first watched this and I saw Paul essentially making a ham sandwich while this is going on. I remember first watching, it was like, get to the action, get to the. It's all about that frustration, and then you realise it's like, oh god, I, I want to see someone get shot because I mm. want to see that that happening, and I want to see that kind of development. And then you sort of you suddenly realise that you want to see violence, and that's and that's part of what Haneke is trying to achieve. Yeah. Exactly with with or stripping off as well, and you don't see yeah. Anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's all yeah, implied. Okay. It's always very much implied violence, or like, imp- or like you know, but, but, no, yeah, you know again, what it is. Like, but like you, you don't said, you know, they want us to want to see it. Mm. Do, you know, do you know what I mean? Whether it's although there's or, although there is someone getting shot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we, we all wanted to see it, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I think, so, and I think, were well, those moments when they actually do show stuff, and one moment in particular, um, I think it's done very well and p- positioned very well with then what happens straight after because it's almost like a very good juxtaposition between the two of like oh that was pretty out there and then yeah almost yeah. you know is it's what i find quite interesting about the the <clears throat> the sort of second half of the film as well when the couple think they've essentially escaped um the two of them it, it's a really interesting thing because i because i i mean I, i've i've certain issue, issues with it i think I, I think it's probably drawn out a little too long but but you can see the intention where it's clearly like whereas in a in a standard horror film you'd show them running or you'd show them getting away or whatever and uh, <laughs> Dan's just Dan just uh, messaged again will Larry tell spoilers of the Doctor Strange film where does Larry live I may need some eggs <laughs> no no you have not do not panic at all no spoilers <laughs> coming from me <laughs> I'm sure you can borrow some eggs anyway Dan mm. if you really want <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah with that with that with that whole second half it's sort of it's deliberately stretched out so that um it, it's kind of showing it, it's it's almost mundane in a weird way in that in a in a situation that is usually portrayed in a way where it's supposed to be fast quick action escape get away and it's really quick pace and stuff where it's there that he deliberately stretches it out so it's like oh we have to try this game oh the phone's not uh, sort of working but it's, it, it isn't sort of and then oh, i'll do it you go you go and it's, oh, i don't want to go you go you go and then it go and, and then obviously it culminates in that they don't escape from them and there's this wonderful shot 
um, where it's an open doorway in the light and the husband thinks the wife has entered and then you just see um, like a lonely golf ball just roll into the into the doorway, which is like, oh, it's so it's so chilling. And it's funny, really, because I think that's the most um, that is the most that Haneke sort of like almost conforms to the horror movie situation. I mean, it's a very original shot, but it's like mm. that whole thing is a very sort of dr- dramatic situation um but i think it's it's a wonderful it's it's just so scary and it's sort of yeah <laughs> it's good yeah that was good we, i very much go, enjoyed it should we go spoilers i've got a question yeah go on right spoiler alert um i wrote down fourth wall bollocks <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just, I was just gonna say, just all the way through, that must have been like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of get it now. Now you guys have explained a bit. Um, when I watched the, obviously some of the other bits I didn't pick up on as much until I got to that kind of rewind scene. Um. And what was the rewind rewind scene for? Because obviously we said spoilers, but the lad, the, the boy gets shot. Yeah, no, no, no. Sorry, she gets a gun. She gets hold of the shotgun and shoots. Was it? I can't never remember the the, the bigger oh, lad. Paul, yeah, yeah, Paul, yeah, yeah. Lad, yeah. Shoots him. Uh, Peter gets the remote control, and there's a slight pause there, isn't there? Just for a second, because he hits the wrong mm. button, mm. and you're like, oh. And then he rewinds that whole scene back. So what was that for? Is that... I, I don't get it what it's for other than to go, oh, this is different. This well, is... I think, yeah, well I, well, I think there's a couple of things. I think... I, well, I think for me, at least the first time I was, I was watching it, it, it sort of... It was kind of symbolic of a complete... Of complete control. So that he... He that he almost is like um, just has he almost has like the power to to have complete control of his family. So there's no there's almost no hope for them. So he's able yeah. to, to to develop this. But there's also I also think it's Hanake just trying to piss people off. And again, that is that is a trait that I quite admire. Yeah. In that you have again, it's a sort of again horror movie convention is that you fight you eventually have um, one of the survivors killing the the people who are there's gonna be a final guy or girl no down yeah exactly but i think what hanaga is doing is that you're sort of having that you're having that hollywood moment which apparently caused many people to cheer in the audience when it when it premiered a can and that was like the moment when it went short it's like yes he finally got and then hanaga sort of like twists that by rewinding it so you have that moment you have that payoff but then it's rewinded back it's like oh no oh no it's kind of like it's like the payoff is being reversed in front of us in some ways and i think that's that's I, I I think in some ways it's like it, it's almost uh, it's obviously very a very surreal thing to do, but it's but it's almost like I don't know it's kind of real realistic in some ways in that we kind of we almost expect like victims and of these crimes to escape because of what we're being told in horror movies and stuff. That's kind of the expectation of it. Whereas I think actually in in reality a lot of people don't escape these things. So I think in in some ways, Haneke is, is commenting on that, where it's like, um, 
oh, where, <laughs> where you, you think this you think this family is getting to safety ha ha they're not they're not yeah. <laughs> you know and i think again that 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 is part of the terror in that you realize that the family has no control over the situation and it was wise i think in terms of structuring this film that that rewind scene happens in the sort of third act yeah because i think if it came any sooner then the audience would be put off by the fact that oh yeah okay they have some control so there's yeah. no conflict whereas if it's put in the third act then you realize oh oh no <laughs> i i i think that's why as well the scene that follows on after being that the character that you know the female character's death i the way that is done as well just like almost coming from that of like and it's who's death uh the it's main anna, isn't it? anna yeah. yeah i couldn't remember her name well, the um, woman. yes um didn't what didn't know that she died she... Oh, no, no, all oh, right okay now i thought you said she was deaf no, 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 no. Um, her her death in the film, I think, sums yeah. up perfectly why I think it works because they're just idly chatting and it's just on a, on the boat and then just get I, off my boat. I, can <laughs> sad, I, I got I just can sadly say that at the end of the film, I found them both quite funny and found that quite humorous, mm. and I felt quite bad about feeling like that. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, I think that's why it has that yeah. desired effect of you sit there and you're like, that's someone's life, isn't it? But like, like yeah. for a minute, I quite liked her, and then I knew it was kind of going to happen. I was just going to yeah. see you later. Yeah. yeah, it was also quite interesting with that with that boat scene. Um, again, that this is sort of like twisting usual conventions, but at the start of the film, um, a knife is dropped on the boat and there's a close-up of the knife dropping on the boat. And then you obviously assume that that will come in later. It's almost like Chekhov's gun sort of thing, where the sort of weapon is introduced and you have to use yeah. it. And then when it gets to the end, <laughs> the knife appears, and you realise, oh, I'll, I'll just take the knife from you. <laughs> and again, yeah. that's another kind of like, I mean, I think you just like, ah! <laughs> and it's, it, and yeah. it, is, it is a frustrating movie in some ways, but I think, mm. I think that's exactly part of it. <laughs> Dan's just commented. I start to understand why Kev finds movies confusing sometimes. Hashtag death. <laughs> Very true. Well, I'm easily confused. So yeah, yeah. especially by Larry. So mm. I have that tendency it's, on people. It's, it's easily done. <laughs> well, we get it. we get at least two versions of the film most weeks, don't we? So, and quite, quite literally, quite literally, quite literally with this film as well, we do get yeah, two. Yeah. Oh, I say they're not. I think it's the 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 remake is actually just as good. I think obviously I don't. I personally obviously prefer the original just pr yeah. personally, but. I would say to anybody, like I'd say to you as well, like watch the remake because it actually. Rotten Tomato score was not as good. Though. I think it's yeah fifty or something. Is, is it because it... I, I, I haven't seen it, but it's um. I I've saw heard, that like, first. I've heard like criticism that like Tim Roth and Naomi Watts are very sort of. I mean, they're Hollywood actors. Yeah, so that's... their acting is not as sort of naturalistic as the original that's, version. Yeah. That's I'd agree with you completely. That's why I prefer the original because it does feel more organic and mm. more that real. Whereas I think the remake works quite well with having them like Tim Roth and every you know playing them because it adds that artificial Hollywood esque look to it right. where you're yeah, expecting yeah, yeah. a slasher. So I like having like both versions, but I prefer the 
the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know how much more you want to talk about this. Um, just find what else, man. The, the, the scene where the child is killed is, and they leave them. So they do disappear for a while. That's quite harrowing and hard to watch. Yeah, well, it's um, a it's it's a very and, long shot. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it lasts like ten minutes or something, where it's just literally in the living room with the child like dead in the corner, uh, the TV on, and the mother sort of like sellotaped up, and you're sort of watching her struggle for ages as she tries to sort of get out and trying to sort of collect herself or, or themselves so that they can move forward with the with the rest of the film, and it's a very Again, it's part of that sort of elongation where you're kind of expecting things to be quicker now that we're reaching a certain um, point in the film, but it deliberately drags on because I think uh, it, it's again, and it's a re it's a really horrible shot as well. I mean, horrible as in good, but it's like, and you know, there's like a, a blood stains on the TV, and the TV's yeah. like showing some sort of Formula One racing. Yeah, or I, yeah, yeah. And it's sort of and. It's a, it's a, it's a really, again, it's a really disturbing shot as well because, uh, you kind of because the child lying dead in a pool of his own blood as well, just sort of, um, you you have this sort of contrary thing in your mind because it's so sort of like it's only a small section of the shot. You have you have almost half a mind to want to go closer and want to see you know the body yeah. again. Yeah. And again, yeah. I think that that's a comment on like how much we want to see um, violence and, and and stuff like that. I, I had a very similar reaction. I don't know if you've seen this film, but I had a very similar reaction to Killing of a Sacred Deer. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Not obviously. I think this is more effective, mm -hmm. uh, but I do think Killing of a Sacred Deer has a very similar type of feeling of that ending without mm -hmm. spoiling that ending, but a very intonal and what they're trying to get across. It's kind of yeah. the same kind of feeling that I had when watching both of them. Mm. Anyway, so I watched it the other night and it, it kind of left me feeling quite empty and sad at the end of it. And yeah, thinking... Why did you and make me watch this? That's just what I say. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Ewan. Thanks, Ewan. <laughs> it's but, funny as well. It's funny as well because I mean, it's not only audiences that that don't like this film much. A lot of critics don't like this film because um, I, I, I think a lot of critics don't like the fact they're being lectured at. I think, or yeah. at least being criticised themselves for enjoying certain violent films. Like, like I think yeah. I think Mark Kermode like had a whole. Um, like sort of essay in the Observer about how much he doesn't like being lectured in this way, and I'm kind of I like, think it's I, a I, lecture I, I, though, is it? Uh, yeah, and, and I, I, feel, I feel like it's, yeah, and I feel like it's sort of missing the point. And I feel like you can enjoy a film from yeah. someone whose opinion you don't agree with uh, mm. because it's just it's. I, I, well, I mean, you know, without going to extremes, I I, I think this is a sort of. Um, I because I because I, I I don't agree with with Hannah Kay's assessment, but I I really enjoy leaving that space. It's a really interesting conversation to have. I think. Um, yeah. Uh, but I, I I really like this film. I think it's really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I don't like it because it is quite an interesting film and just a heavy it's watch. Quite. It's, it's mm. a heavy, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's, that's a good. Yeah. yeah. It's a good description. It's, it's bloody heavy watch. Mm. Um. Yeah. So like, if I was going to rate it, I'd probably. I'll probably give it a six for me because it's quite it's well made in that and it's beautifully acted and but it's just too sad 
too cold, too brutal at times. Mm. Without seeing too much as well, which is an interesting thing. Um, mm. Yeah, so six for me, Larry. Um, I'd give it a solid eight. The the like the original the remake I think drops to a seven. Um, okay. I I enjoy that one as well, but yeah, I'd give this one a solid eight. Um, and I think yeah, it's it's really good. It's well well shot, well made. I think obviously yeah, it's a heavy watch, but I have a similar kind of feeling with Martyrs, uh, where I'll yeah, I'll yeah. I'll, I'll watch I like that. yeah I'll watch that, but it has the right. same feeling where it's like it's just that it's heavy. So you just if you you know if you're gonna watch it, I'd just say like just. Yeah, maybe it's not one of those like let's just put this on, just a quick film. It, yeah, <laughs> but it's funny you mentioned Martyrs because I thought of Martyrs as well when, when I was I was yeah. watching this film, and I feel like this is like it's almost the anti-Martyrs in yeah, some yeah. ways. Yeah, it's no, like I see what you mean. Deliberately veering away from the from the violence as opposed to like sort of like reveling in it. Which is... yeah, 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 two but opposites yeah, of the same coins. Yeah. So, so Martyrs was just about getting you as close to death as possible, wasn't it? Or yeah, and, and yeah, and yeah, they very the much... most painful ways going. Yeah, and they they go down yeah. very very extreme ways to show you that. Whereas you know, like in your yeah. face. Whereas this takes the complete opposite effect. And dare I say it, I think it has uh, a much more of an effect than Martyrs. But yeah, it's solid. You in? You in? Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's a it's a nine from me. Um, I think I was expecting on the rewatch to give it a ten, but I think uh, the second half just just stretches a bit a little bit too long for me. I think because um, you're sort of taken out of it a bit, um, which I think again is probably part of the intention. But I think you're you know to be absorbed in what's going on. I, I think you have to sort of make a little bit of concession. <laughs> I think. Yeah. But I thought overall, I I, I really really enjoy this film because I, I, I think any film that makes you question how you're watching something or or how certain things are done or just question the entire um business of sort of um mainstream industry filmmaking i, I think that's that's a very valuable thing for a film to do especially after um bearing uh Doctor Strange 2, I think uh, I had to get out. It, it, <laughs> it was essential for me to watch this film. <laughs> yeah, so Dan, Dan's put it's a great film, but it's too close to home. He's family and kids, and he couldn't really yeah. enjoy it. And I get and that. I can totally understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I get that. Um, Some films just can be a heavy watch, can't they? Like they're just like mm. a bit, a bit. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I did, I did notice I put off funny get watching funny games until the end of the week. <laughs> I was like, do I really fancy watching this now? But yeah. So I don't I know what Jess would have. I don't know what Jess would have said about it. I really, I really don't. Um, ten out of ten. Maybe that's what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's move on to Dan's hot pick. I wonder what that means. Um, so this week, Dan chose Slacks, which was available in Shadow, was a 2020 Canadian film with a Rotten Tomatoes score of 96%. Wow. So, when a possessed pair of jeans begin to kill the staff of a trendy clothing store, it's up to Libby, an idealistic young sales clerk, to stop its bloody rampage. I shouldn't have taken a sip of water while you're reading that. I yeah. So it's, 
Well, when a possessed pair of jeans begins yeah, to Yeah, I, I just didn't expect that. I just didn't expect uh, it. <laughs> this film was amazing. After watching that, and this cheered me up no end. So there is a... Um, so there's some people... Yeah, so... Yeah, thanks, Dan. Bort Bort is foreign. <laughs> so, yeah. So. <laughs> so, Dan, right? The thing is, Dan, I knew that because I have a PhD in foreign. But, like, <laughs> the actual... Bort Bort. So... Um, so there's like some Indians and they're, uh, I think they're Indian people and they're picking cotton. And I think, I don't know if the cotton gets possessed. I can't remember. I might have missed a bit. Anyway, there's this fancy clothing company um, and they make some jeans out of this cotton. So they're having like a, do you know, like when uh, shopping, when, when stores have a, a, a special opening, like, for new product lines and things. So they're all mm. working hard all night to get everything ready. And there's going to be queues at the door and all this lot. And all these staff are working overnight. And this Libby, she's a new girl and she's doing her first night there. Um, and someone puts on a pair of the jeans. She steals them and puts them on. And the jeans kind of eat her, really. They tighten up and blood goes everywhere. And it's pretty much like that from there on. Anyone who kind of comes across these genes. Um, yeah, so I don't think there was any deaf people in, in Slacks, Dan, to be honest. I can't remember. You watched it as well, so <laughs> don't remember any deaf people. Um, <laughs> but, um, so basically, it's killing everyone off these, these Slacks, and I think pretty much everyone dies in the end. Yeah, so like in this shop that's a bit like uh, not – they're like a brand like Apple, but they sell posh clothes. I can't remember what they're called, CC or something like that. Um, and everyone's all the management are assholes. Uh, yeah, and I, I really, really liked it. And I would give it eight or nine just because it was just funny, entertaining. There are scenes where the trails of the jeans just stand up on their own. <laughs> I think they, they might tried even to, dance at one point. Did um, they try and kill the jeans at any point? Or? Yeah, they try. Of... I think I think they're really hard to kill, to be honest, these jeans. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was just one pair, but it ended up in the end being like 10 pairs yeah. or maybe more. There's loads of them because it's this new delivery and they're all kind of <laughs> slacks. But I want to know why they call them slacks, really, especially, you know, with the S-L-A-double-X. What's that about? I think that's... Uh... Why are they... I Slacks is spelled different, term. isn't it? Is yeah. it? Where, where? What in foreign places? Well, <laughs> I think I, th I think Nukes here in the UK and in America. Uh, I, th I think. I mean, I I've never bought a pair of slacks i've before. never gone into next and said you got any slacks so no i've spelt with two x's i've only so, ever heard it in films ironically or if someone else has mentioned it of like I, i've also heard it i've only really heard it um in relation to to women's clothes so i don't know if that's if that's oh, I've never part heard of, of why we don't slack yeah. but it's like it that, does... i think that there was an episode of the it of the it crowd where oh yeah um, where's where, yeah where, where the boss um I think Renum or Denim or one of them was advising Morris Moss and he's saying that the secret to success is women's slacks. And so he, he wears women's slacks and he suddenly becomes more successful. So that's my only reference point. It, um, I don't know. It sounds know like Dan thought this. It sounds like, like another film that I, it sounds like another, like similar to another film. I don't know if you've seen it, Kev or Ewan, but a film called Rubber. 
yeah i've heard of it i'm yeah. yeah kind of similar <laughs> similar vibe i'm getting of it of like you know possessed tire possessed like jeans sort of mm. thing they there is oh, there's another one with a sofa in it or a couch or whatever you want to call it there, 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 there is another one floating about um so Dan's put the fun movie in Great Gord, youngest demanded light on at bedtimes afterwards. Success. So uh good on you, Dan. Get him get him in watch that. Yeah, and it's actually okay. There's a little bit of blood and stuff, but it's not it's not too bad. Someone gets strangled by a pair of slacks. Um <laughs> but they are jeans. Do they not call them jeans in America? Like I, well, yeah, they do. Trou- but... you got trousers, aren't you? And I thought they were slacks. But they also yeah, but they refer don't... to trousers like as pants, oh, don't pants, they? Rather, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Rather than... Although, although I think I think they sometimes call them trousers if there's like a posh element. To yeah, them. yeah. Um, but yeah. So if you're not posh in America, you call them slacks. Can you confirm that, please, American listeners? <laughs> That's what you you in saying that? <laughs> we want to. <laughs> we want to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, I would watch it if you can. Shudder. Um, I suspect it's on Internet Plus as well, if you're struggling for it. Yeah. Um, it'd, it'd be on there. And that, that was that, really. So, yeah, I'll give it an eight or nine. It's really good. I'll probably watch it again. It's probably one of the best things I've, better things I've seen on Shudder recently. And I've, there's been some crap on there recently, to be honest. Um, So, shall we move on to what we watched this week? What have you been watching? No, seriously, what have you been watching? I've been watching lots and lots. All right, I've got three here to talk about. I'll do one at a time. So I'll do one and then you guys can do one, yeah? Um, I watched, because I've been on this Stephen King kind of film thing at the moment. I've got loads of them to watch. But So I watched The Night Flyer from 1997. It was a short story. Uh, Rotten Tomato of 33%. So you can imagine it was great. Um, Ad... <sighs> What did I let me just bring this up a minute? Uh, okay, so rival reporters Miguel Ferrer. I think he was, um, didn't he play Bob in Robocop? I think he was, uh, he, he was the one who got the proper Robocop involved. Yes, uh, I believe, yeah? I believe so. I'm looking at the poster yeah. now, just trying yeah, to the he's the, like the main that. kind of bad guy if you want to call him that, but he brought Robocop into it it was his kind of he pushed it i think i think it was that or was he the one who actually had the the other one the big robot 20 seconds to comply i can't I'll, remember I'll, dub- anyway, I'll double check he's, he's one of the main characters so they're tailing they're, they're news reporters and they're kind of tailing someone who's going around killing people by airplane um and it's actually a vampire so it's small isolated airports there's lots of victims so it's quite it's quite an interesting film. Um, You're yeah, right as well. Yeah, which, that is the the guy one? who the guy whose like idea it is to bring Robocop. Oh, okay, in, yeah. So it, and, it, and he sets it all up. Yeah, that's he, he pissed off Dick, whatever his name was, Dick Jones or whatever. I can't remember what his name <laughs> yeah. was. I love Some that. Like that. Like yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that was in the toilet, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's it was okay. It was okay. There's kind of a brutal scene at the end. It's like a serial killer had been there. Why this vampire decided just to really savage about 20, 30 people. 
Because I thought vampires just drink from one and then have a bit of a kip. Um, and then maybe the next night drain another one. But this guy was, let's just go around killing everyone, you know? I think he was turning the Miguel Ferrer um, character and then it all went wrong for him at the end as well. So it's okay. It's probably three, <laughs> four, three or four bonus. It's all right. Yeah. It, it filled the evening. I got. I only paid a couple of pound for it on DVD. So yeah, I I watched that and it was all right. So yeah. Um, Ewan, what was it at the cinema you want to talk about? Okay, so I'll I'll I'll, I'll leave Doctor Strange till the end, so Larry can sort of. Like, I was going to say that was that leave that gonna... right to the end because yeah. we got yeah, yeah. we got a little. Well, we don't want to go too much. We don't want to okay. go on for three hours tonight. But yeah. like, okay, I'll just mention a couple then. Um, yeah. Um, as well as Doctor Strange. Um, so I went to see Everything Everywhere All at Once, mm-hmm. um, which is a film I was looking forward to um, for quite a long time. Um, I really love um, Swiss Army Man, which is what the Daniels, um, uh, the directors, good. Daniels, uh, <laughs> uh, made beforehand, <clears throat> which is a film I really love and I would say it was one of my favourite films ever made, uh, that, that I, of mine. Yeah. Um, and I, I really enjoyed everything everywhere all at once i thought it was a a lovely intense um complicated movie that really kind of um guides you through it it, it's really sort of self-conscious of the fact that people might not understand what the plot is so the um so they they make it so that every character is confused all the time at what what the hell's going on so basically (coughs) the story is um the main character is the head of a laundromat um in somewhere in america sort of a family-owned company and um she's having trouble connecting with her daughter um she's facing divorce um from her husband a possible divorce from her husband and top of all of she has to face a, a difficult tax audit um conducted by jamie lee curtis who's the kind of um the biggest star in, in the film um and then suddenly, when she's in a lift um, in the IRS building, um, her husband's face suddenly changes into that of its of her husband's alpha verse variant, saying, "We've got to work to <coughs> balance out the multiverse and everything like this." And it's a really sudden, quite a funny sort of uh, sort of change in pace. And it's, uh, but I I think it was a really. Um, it's quite a beautiful depiction of of like um of how that that kind of multiverse situation because obviously we're kind of um (coughs) in a sort of cultural state now where multiverses are sort of like the big thing and Mm. in superhero movies and stuff and um you know I, i think at this point a lot of people can get sick of multiverses but here they really focus in on the the characters <laughs> well i think you might like this one because i yeah. think because because it's such an emotional journey for this central character um and it, it's funny the first half i was worried that it was too sort of um meticulous and calculated because of how she tra- traverses all these multiverses and sees different versions of herself and everything like that but by the time the second half comes it hits you with a sort of strong emotional weight and i think that was that was essential and it kind of it's it's a really nice sort of cheerful nihilism in some ways in that sort of you kind of 
you're faced with the fact that you're such a small piece in a vast infinite void but yeah. also we're we're humans and we're here and we get to you know love each other and have fun with each other and i think that's sort of the core um, message i will say that this film is probably not for everyone um judging by certain reactions i had in the cinema as well and i saw a few people did leave before the film finished and a few people wow. did go on their phones um <clears throat> again i'm not sure what kind of people these are um <laughs> but they're sort of um but i can understand why you wouldn't sort of follow it entirely through but i was i was fully on board i thought they could have lent into the emotions a bit a bit more but i thought overall i thought i was i was really sort of taken with it and i i followed it the whole way through and it, i thought it was very very endearing um and i thought i thought the whole sort of thing about you know what could i have done differently before that could have affected me now or how i could have been more successful if i just did this that and the other i think those questions which are just essential to modern humanity i i, I think mm. is so is so beautiful and it's really 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 brilliantly surreal as well like there are dildo nunchucks and um ridiculous kung fu fighting and yeah. just all this all this stuff and you're sort of bombarded with so much stuff but i think it's quite accessible and um yeah that's quite a good idea <laughs> having dildo nunchucks because you've got yeah. two you've got multiple uses really haven't you so like a fight then a fuck you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> I watched oh I say I heard I watched a small video that was done to promote the the uh ev the, the, the everything ever all at once. Yeah, yeah. Ease. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I was so surprised to learn that it was five people. Like I, I think there were more people helping, but the fact how it was primarily a crew of five people and just seeing how so how they did some of the shots, um, you know, watch it's in the trailer, watching her fly through the multiverse, just yeah. watching how they did that is something that you can do now, like yeah. here. Obviously, there's way more hands that obviously go into it. But I just found that very surprising. Usually it's like, you know, a big team, even if it's a small, you know, independent film. But I just surprising. Um, but from what I've seen of the trailer and from what you've said, I, I can't wait. I think it's it really does good. look very good. Um, I also watched, um, because the uh, new trailer for David Cronenberg's new film came out this week, um, Crimes of the Future, uh, starring Viggo Mortensen, which is a, a very dark, demented trailer that made me feel very weird, um, but very good. It's, I mean, it looks really amazing. Um, I decided to go and watch um, History of Violence, which um, uh, he made in 2005 with Viggo Mortensen. Um, Viggo Mortensen plays a sort of family father in this small town, and he runs a cafe. And then suddenly um, these people come out of nowhere who recognize him, these like dodgy people who recognize him from... Um, slightly dubious past he had a slightly dubious past um and i i really like this film i i thought it's it's like it's almost very un cronenberg in some ways it's very sort of like he's almost directing a 
Coen Brothers movie in some ways because it's very it's quite like a western in some um, and um, with, with a, a smattering of David Lynch just a, just a little a little bit because um, it's that sort of suburbia and it's like all the problems that's about you know high school and, and and stuff like that and sort of you know baseball fields and all those all those sorts of problems but there's this dark very, much darker sort of undergrowth um, under it um, and it was really it's really it's just, it's just i really like those sorts of movies where like identity is questioned and obviously this guy is like torn between his different um identities but it was really weird seeing vigo mortensen um a couple of years after he did lord of the rings pretty much looking like he did i know i've said this on previous weeks before i mean to me he's just aragorn son of arathorn heir to a rifle heir to the, to the throne of gondor and he's in the situation where he plays quite a dark character but also the film the film's um soundtrack is done by howard shaw who also did lord of the rings and oh. the sound the soundtracks are very very similar yeah. which is really weird because it's a quite a modern movie uh history of violence and it's weird to have very similar instruments being played whilst vigo mortensen is on screen um and it's quite uh it's rated 18 but i'm, I'm not entirely sure why there are some sort of graphic sex i suppose and graphic blood but they're very they're very small moments, I guess. It's, it's mm. more about him. When a penis is on screen, there wasn't, but there was there was a sort of a knickered vagina. If that, yeah, that's just <laughs> what I mean. Once you put like <coughs> vaginas or penises on screen, they tend to go eighteen, don't they? Normally, yeah, I, I, I yeah. guess so. But it's um, but it's Sad a very really. interesting film. It's quite a, it's quite meticulously constructed in terms of like like it's it's very much a film that could be like deconstructed save the cat wise where you can see yeah. the point so the script is quite sort of calculated in that way but i think overall it's, it's it's a very good film and it's very serviceable um and i quite enjoyed it um now here is the here is the moment lawrence well have you have uh, kevin have you you haven't got any more have i've you? got more i've got oh, okay more. you go right. you go let me, let me first you go first this might last a long time right <laughs> so again stephen king sleepwalkers 1992 33 rotten tomatoes again a mother and son team of strange supernatural creatures move to a small town to seek out a young virgin to feed off. Classic. Sounds amazing. <laughs> um, this is okay. I remember, I think this, I don't think this was a book. I think he wrote it, a screenplay. Um, I think it may have been the first one. It was directed by Mick Garris, who I listened to his podcast. He's the one who did that Michael Jackson ghost or was involved in it at the beginning. He definitely did the Shining miniseries, which is a favourite of yours, Larry. I know. Um, <laughs> so it's okay. So they got these shape shifting in their incestual as well. So they, there is sex scenes between mum and son in it, um, and they kind of shape shift into weird looking creatures. And lots of cats congregate outside their house because the cats want to get them. <laughs> and they don't like cats. It's weird. It's really, it's quite odd. Um, the, the main the son, main character, he's obviously trying to talk to this girl and he wants to drain her. So of that virgin, I don't know, life force, I suppose. And then he would share that with his mum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but they sound like a screenplay written by Stephen yeah, King. Yeah, it's, they're supernatural as well because they can make cars just change. 
like by or in, go invisible just by well the mum can so the cars just change color or model or yeah it, it kind of makes no sense at times um yeah so i finished watching that the other one i want to talk about it was okay this is all right i, I own this and i'd probably watch it again it's it's got quite a cult following as well uh sleepwalkers um so the other one was willie's wonderland a quiet loner finds himself stranded in a remote town when his car breaks down unable to pay for the repairs he needs he agrees to spend the night cleaning willie's <laughs> see this is where it says willie's wonderland after that and it's missed off a word so <laughs> he agrees to spend the night cleaning willie's um we know what willie's are in the uk so um <laughs> I watched this last night with my son. He's mm. 13. It's basically Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. I, I think. That's, that's I think the way were, it f- yeah. If it's, there was an issue, I think, with that as well. Because I think a lot of people thought that it was an actual crossover with Five Nights at Freddy's. of Almost yeah. like. And yeah. I think a lot of people then soon realised that it's just a very similar premise. Very similar premise. Yeah, so... It's it was an interesting one. Um, I, think, I think Dan's flirting with me there. Is, <laughs> yeah, you, you and could even sell tenant to me. Everything you mentioned sounds beautiful and epic. Well, yeah, buy me a drink afterwards, Dad. And I would, uh, I'd like that. Yeah, you <laughs> Willie's Wonderland next week. <laughs> Nicholas Cage um, doesn't say a thing. He doesn't speak at all. What am I doing here? Why does it keep doing this? Well, um, we always keep it up. It always keeps <laughs> it up from yeah, Dan. <laughs> so, um, yes. Yeah, oh. So Nicholas Cage doesn't speak in this. He film. doesn't speak mm. in the whole film. So basically, he turns What's the up. point of him then? <laughs> he's, no, he, he's driving along and he's in this really nice car. Like I don't know whether it's a Ford, one Mustang, or, or something similar to that. I didn't write down what it was. Um, but they left a stinger on the road and it does all his tires. So he goes to have his vehicle fixed. Does he actually speak then? I don't think he speaks at all then. So matey's like, it's going to cost you a thousand dollars to get it fixed. And he's like, oh. and I think, does he say, do you take card? He might actually say, I can't remember. He, I says, he doesn't say a lot. Like he says maybe like one word. Like here yeah. and there, like a little, you know, more grunt. He might be like, cool. And then like walk yeah. off sort of thing. So they, they don't take cards and the machine's broken. So they go, oh, you're going to have to, if you want, work it off by going to stay at this Willy's Wonderland, which is shut down. They want him to clean it up. So they go in there and they lock him in. And he deals with these, what are they called? Animatronic kind yeah. of Killer animatronics. Yeah, and it's basically like, like Five Nights at Freddy's. It has the, the, the jump scares now again, and people die. And it's 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 a lot of fun. I can't, I really enjoyed it actually. We we were going to watch half then half today, but we stayed up till midnight, a pair of us, and uh, watched it. All, and I was yeah, I'd, I'd give it seven, I think. Cause it, again, entertaining, funny. It knows you know, what it is. Yeah, as well. he, yeah, yeah. So. Dan's just put Willie was okay. Not a word from Cage. Yeah. That's fantastic. But somebody but maybe, actually, the way he maybe, stares at people. Maybe he doesn't say a word. Though. Like because uh, I know he he literally is. He, he all he does is crack open a can of his favorite fizz. Fizz. Oh, what, <laughs> yeah. What, what, like I can't remember the fizzy. name of it, but it's like he, just every. So he'll literally kill an animatronic. 
in like you know really cool way and then crack gets back to cleaning has to clean up the mess he's made cracks that's a great job a cleaning up as well doesn't he he does it yeah, he's just pissed great. off he's just pissed off because he keeps cleaning and then he messes it up again it's just like reverse <laughs> reverse yeah so that, that was that was fun so you two do, do what you need to do then. Do, you, do you want to start laura because i believe in positivity starting with positivity <laughs> so you, you you go for it <clears throat> <laughs> no, really simply, yeah. I um, are you I, giving spoilers to this? No, 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 not at all. There's just sure? general. Well, I mean, if there's something that pops up, I'll make sure to say. But I think, I think I can say what I'd like to say with um, without spoiling too much because, yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, I was quite excited for this film leading up to it, and obviously, it came out. Thursday evening, Friday of morning. I just asked, did you enjoy the other one? Uh, the original Do- one, Do- Doctor Strange. Strange one. Did um, you like it? I, I thought that what they did with Doctor Strange in that film was good, and I like Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. I think he fits that character very well, just like even and just look wise, and I think he. Plays it very well. The film, there are. It's just kind of the same thing I'm going to say about this one. I really enjoyed this one. There are certain things, though. There are little tiny issues I have, and I think that's because of the reshoots. There are. There are. Why were there, why were there, there reshoots? Are, uh, through COVID, and I know that, like, obviously, Marvel have a not as bad as other films, but Marvel do have a tendency to work to the last moment you know like where th- this is enough changing yeah. uh and that's because obviously kevin feige who he has this you know he's planning it all which obviously regardless if you do or don't like the marvel films which is absolutely fine i think there is some you know like to, to see what he's done with this and how it's yeah. still going it, it's good um but yeah, I I I enjoyed it on the Friday. I was quite surprised because there was a lot of reviews that came out. Um, yeah, that's I wasn't doing that on the Friday. I can tell you that <laughs> one. Um, and yeah, a lot of them. There was like one that was really positive, but it was oh, a bit was, over. <laughs> Literally just head, <laughs> head staring at the screen, like <laughs> what am I listening to? Uh, <laughs> but no. Um, I, so I'd watched a few reviews and one or two of them were very overly positive. And then there was a lot that were had issues with the film. And I saw it today and I pre I rewatched Infinity War and Endgame because I was told to. Like, oh, these are the films you want to rewatch before you go into this. So I thought, you know what, I love those films anyway. You know, whack them on bit of a reminder. Um and yeah, I I came out of it really surprised, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I think I think similar to what you and said about you know um, the other multiverse film, the ease. Um, yeah. I, I think that this is trying to have a lot of fun. Obviously, it's trying to be impactful to what happens next. Um, and yeah, I just, I I loved how, I've heard a lot of criticisms that like, oh, I mean, I've had both sides, which is why I'm interested to hear what Ewan's is, because I saw the stars of the review. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I need to ask this. But I've heard two sides of the coin as complaints. So I've heard, you know, I've seen some people go, 
oh, it wasn't scary enough. When you see, when you picture Sam Raimi, you want horror. This isn't horror. And then I've seen others kind of complaining, going, um, oh no, it's too scary. I'm supposed to take my kid. To, <laughs> I, I'm supposed to take my kid to see this. Where what I fall, is it? Is it a twelve A or fifteen? <laughs> yeah, this. I think it's a twelve or a twelve A. Yeah. Um, but where I stand on it is, it's Sam Raimi. He has horror elements. There are certain shots that he likes to do. Ones that we discussed earlier. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. I, I think though that my only issue, my my big issue, is that it does expect you just to take it all in there and there. Like, you know, most Marvel films, they can be a bit clustered I've got, with I've stuff. I've got no chance then, have I? Well, no, this, <laughs> but, but this is where, like... No where, chance. I went in only re-watching Infinity War and Endgame, and I found that you can follow it. And, again, the visuals in this film I thought was stunning. Like, so just, like the, the sound, the visuals. So, for me, I would give it in the realm of a 7 and 8. Like bonus, it's Bruce. It's Bruce Campbell in it. Yeah, making he does right. Yeah. I was. Well, I mean, it's yeah, Sam yeah. Raimi. I also yeah, Sam yeah, Raimi's I car would show up in it. Sam yeah. Raimi's car shows up in it. You know, this what you love from Sam Raimi shows up in this film. What I would, what one of my criticisms is, my big criticisms is, they should have just let him have complete control and just do his version because you can tell there are moments where, where you're like sam that's sam raimi there that's the horror element i like to see and then it will cut to something very marvel you know oh let's soften it down quickly let's play it off as a joke and it's like i would have just preferred to have seen sam raimi's version but i think that's to do with the reshoots but i am very interested because so you get i saw your stars i think i immediately was just <laughs> like what yeah, so, okay. Uh, I'll start with the positives. I think there's only one positive, I think. <laughs> I, I quite... In, um, Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth, Olsen, <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen appears, um, and I think she gives a very good performance. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, uh, okay. That... that, that that's about it. Um, <laughs> in terms really? of it was it was funny when you said um, about the negative, uh, but not about that. Sorry, about um, Sam Raimi's like stamp on this film. Yeah, yeah. Because I kind of felt that as well. Like I felt like <laughs> Marvel gave them uh, gave him like, okay, you have three chances to be Sam Raimi, and these yeah. these are the points which you can. Okay, okay, fine. I'll have I'll have those, and then um, for that. But then again, I was kind of <laughs> after we watched um, Drag Me to Hell, I, I sort of felt like. It would have been that much good, much that much better anyway. Um, but I think the main the main um, issue I had, I think, was that after watching quite inventive turns with the multiverse, not only because I actually watched everything everywhere all at once before I went to see Doctor Strange, yeah. which may have impacted how I viewed it, but. Mm. Marvel have done it quite well as well. Where even though I didn't like the end of One Division, I thought One Division was was quite good, and it quite I explained that quite well. And Loki, I thought Loki did it very well, and even to to an extent, you could argue Endgame deals with very similar things. And No Way Home, which again is is a kind of fan service movie, but I found it very very entertaining, and I thought it was mm. very good. With this one, I just felt like the methods of going through various multiverses was just so 
uncreative and uninventive, mainly because I felt like it was never to do with the characters or, or it was very little to do with the characters. It was all to do with, wow, look how weird this world is. It's really interesting. And oh my God. Yeah. And then you've got the introduction yeah. of maybe maybe the most boring character in the Marvel universe, oh, no. which is a sort of um, a sort of teenage girl oh, in a no. denim jacket who can America accidentally... Chavez. Yeah, America Chavez, who can accidentally go through multiverses, um, just like stumble in them. And it seems like all she's doing, well, to be fair, all the characters are doing this. All she really does is just open her mouth, surprised at pretty much everything. But I think, I, again, that's a common thing with all the characters. It's like you can almost hear Sam Raimi's voice when he's directing certain characters, like, open yeah. your mouth, open yeah. your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and I know no, that 100%. happens in a lot of Marvel movies, but I'm just like, oh god and then oh the dialogue was just ridiculous and just so expositional and functional and just so weakly written and just mm. and and you got to a point where i, I i'm actually fine very often with complicated plots not because mm. i can follow them but because it's usually um the, the characters usually carry you through but here the plot was so annoying and I, I, I kind of followed it, but I almost didn't want to because I just wasn't that interested. Um, and also, um, I don't know if it's a spoiler to, to say Elizabeth Olsen was was in it. But, but <coughs> basically, wow, you'll be getting a visit for some eggs soon. I don't, oh, I don't think he's in the trailer. So, uh, he's in the trailer. Yeah. So, so she, 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 she does make an appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny because I, because I, um, when I was in the, um, screening for everything everywhere all at once there were a few critics there um it was funny because on that day they had um uh, screened both everything ever at once and doctor strange 2 i unfortunately didn't get to see doctor strange 2 on that no. day. Yeah. But, um but it's funny because I, I heard certain criticism and one of them was quite interesting in that in that wonder maximoff's her primary motivation is very um i don't know it feels very dated in some ways in that she's trying to find these uh, it's hard to sort of avoid spoilers in some ways but but the the thing she wants let's say is mm. very sort of i don't know it feels like something written like 20 years ago in some ways it's like this is her primary thing that she mm. always she always wants and she will do nothing good and i just kind of think there are better ways there are more there are easier ways to get what you want rather than <laughs> going into a completely different universe to try and find it i just found i just found her motivation not very convincing um uh and then they just throw in so many confusing stuff and then you've got some sam raimi points so there's like candles circles of candles everywhere mm. and just sort of like transferring and, and stuff and it's funny with 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 wanda in particular because i i found her i i think she was quite interesting in um WandaVision, I thought she had a very interesting character thing, which is very emotional and interesting. Um, whereas here, it's very sort of... I. There were points when I did like uh, I did find her character interesting, but I think that was only because I had watched WandaVision and I have that background. Whereas I yeah. think a lot of people, if they haven't seen WandaVision, I, I don't think they really know well, what was going on. That that's um, <laughs> that that was something as well because like what one thing that I will give give the film that i can't obviously cannot discuss it because it is it's just into the biggest of spoilers ever i'm probably going to go but, next week to be honest well yeah so, so but so but all i will say is is that i what when we can then come back to it with the 
<laughs> Dan saying Ewan can't really sell Marvel to me though. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's it's. I think it's one. I think I think one thing that I will agree completely. But then this is obviously not a spoiler. It's um. It's just something to bear in mind because I did. I you mentioned it, and I do fully agree. I still enjoyed it, and I still had a good time with it. But I, I almost feel this. The title of this film does a disservice to what it's doing. Because I feel like to call it in the multiverse of madness, I think a lot of people, including myself, expected, oh, we're going on this huge ride across, you know, multiple, 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 multiple. And it's very much, I would almost call, uh, I would almost call it... um, um and, and oh like a the door being open on the multiverse and dr strange being our almost introduction but this is the what you said this is this is where i will agree with you yeah i am worried a bit because as we did this we all discuss it there's a lot of films at the moment where the multiverse is the thing you know like dc are trying to do it with flash i know that marvel are now doing it i know that there are a lot of concepts that are taking from that. But I I almost feel like you could close the door after this film, which is a shame because it it does a lot where you're like, this is interesting. Like, okay, there's you know, there's some points in the film that when you're watching it, you'll sit there and go, you know, especially if you do like the Marvel films, you'll go, that's really interesting. Let's expand on this. But I do feel that there are doors that get open, get shut very quickly after. Like, yeah. oh, you like this? I oh, will close yeah. it quick. But, but that, but I, I think I, I you mean, know what we, I'm we, explaining. We both, yeah, uh, yeah. But that, but that's an interesting. But I obviously won't reveal it. But um, no. it felt like at that scene, which everyone who's seen it will know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like I was, I was like peeking through the door of a producers meeting. Where they're like, oh, let's see, let's see who who we can cast for this, and what what what, what could possibly happen for this, and sort of like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if if this happened? And I'm just like, I, I get, I guess I kind of find it cool that you know this is happening, but mm. I'm like, this is like, I I don't know how useful this is, this scene. I don't know what it what it really does other than make Marvel fans in the audience go, oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god! Whoa! And I'm just like, I'm just there, sort of like, this is this is all just get just this is all just making those noises in the audience, and I just don't yeah. see the point. Well, that's um, that, that. Well, that's the thing to to quickly as as well to jump in on that is that if you read the comics and you like the comics, you'll I 100% know that the like uh, the like you know like the oh that scene is from this or they they've changed this and whatever then yeah you're gonna go into this in a hundred percent you're gonna enjoy it more than the average film goer because i will say that this is very much playing off of that knowledge for the comics and i will agree that i think that certain characters had more of a presence in the film where i was like this could just be their film if that makes sense. And I was a bit, you know, I mean, again, it's not a spoiler to say, as we have mentioned it, but Doctor Strange does, I mean, he does, but he doesn't. He he, he doesn't really, as you said, he doesn't push the plot forward himself. It's very much, ah, hey, we got to do this now. And that is is obviously a, a negative, but at the same time, 
which we can't go into until unless we talk about spoilers. But all I'll say is with the opening of the film, I feel as though they get away with something clever because it's it is, but it isn't. If that makes sense, like it is the 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 crux of the film to get it going, but then it really isn't. So you could argue both, but yeah, no, I like I do. I think it was creative as well of some of the fights. Um, right. Yeah, especially I guess use, so. especially using and not not spoiler, but you'll know what I mean. Especially using music, yeah. I I was very delighted with just the like little things like that. I'm just like awesome. I haven't seen this before. Yeah, um, but there but there's another there's another site where I just like. I mean, I was kind of. <laughs> this may be a melodramatic reaction, but I no, felt depressed. I met. I felt very depressed, like coming out of it, because I was sort of. It's very much a. F I I know this is the case for a lot of Marvel movies. I'm I'm not mm. an idiot in this case, but it just feel it's just stinks of a film that's designed by committee, and it's just it, there's no. I I feel <laughs> with Doctor Strange, um, it's like, <laughs> I mean, we know virtually nothing about his character really, except from what the first film gave us and there was this little moment in the film where he like gives a little bit of backstory and it's like we don't yeah i know i know and i just like <laughs> i i just like uh, give us more of that yeah, please yeah, yeah. i want because it's just all about traveling the multiverse there's no and again this this runs in sort of parallel to a multiverse of uh, not to everything everywhere all yeah, at once yeah. because that film is far more character orientated yeah i feel like um, it will be though because even just from the trailers so, alone yeah. I've experienced the multiverse a lot when I was growing up with Spread to <laughs> Honestly, I thought you were going to say you're on LSD I, or something. No, <laughs> no, not, no, no. So, like, it's, I used to watch Red Dwarf, read all the books, know all about sure. the multiverse, you know, mm. Ace Rimmer, all that stuff. You probably know, but have you watched them? Yeah, no, I've watched Red Dwarf, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so all the multiverse in there, it's, it's not as obviously big as that, but it's certainly going on. But, um, mm. Anyway, I'm I'm trying not to be put off going to watch this, to be honest. But you're making the case for me not going. <laughs> well, so... no, I think I think no, go see it. Go yeah, see no, it, I but... think I don't. I don't think this is this is what I mean. Like, I, it's not every review because the points brought up here. Actually, I agree with most of them that there are. Yeah. Pro it's not a perfect film. You will you will. There are some scenes and story as that point that was just mentioned. When are we getting it just Avengers? Comes out. Uh, Kevin Feige says that there's no more. I don't believe. Yeah, him. but what I mean, uh, the next group of whatever they're called. What are they called after the Avengers? Well, you've, just uh, well, <laughs> just because there's obviously going to be a group of people similar who but all think, come but together. I, but that, but that's the interesting thing is that and I know quite a few critics have sort of picked up on this is that a lot of there's a lot of sort of demotivations about a lot of the recent Marvel output, and I think yeah. And because of the fact that there seems to be, ironically, no end game, so to speak, or there's no sort of, but I, uh, weirdly, I kind, I'm kind of okay with that because mm. of how the original Avengers kicked off in terms of it was just a little, a, li a little, a little pieces or like mm. big, big film pieces. Yeah, you get yeah. Iron Man first, you get, you, then you get the Incredible Hulk, and then you get Thor, and then you get Captain America, and then you get all these all, like, dropping in, and then you finally get the Avengers and. I, I think I think they're strategizing in a, in a similar way. I don't think it is random. They're just going for random characters. Although you oh, can okay. argue, so we'll get there. Stuff, but, they're, they're, um, they're very much focusing on characters that they want to explore their own like personal adventures almost. Um, and I feel like 
with Spider-Man, they kind of not closed the book on it completely, but I feel like they kind of rounded it up to be like, because I know Tom Holland is a bit 50-50 on if he wants to continue it. So that's a nice little bookend to Spider-Man. Is that Uncharted? Probably. Yeah, 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 uh, the, the, what, the one thing that I will say, because, um, and this will be my last like comment on it, genuinely. Um, yeah, we need to move on. The uh, the my only comment would be if if you haven't seen any trailers for this, I haven't. Don't don't watch them. Just go into it blind yeah. because I found that the trailers for this film not only show too much, yeah, but I also feel the trailers do a very dirty job of making you think it's one thing when and you'll know what i'm talking about if you've seen that trailer they do very dirty of trying to because i when i watched the trailer i was very excited for certain elements that were teased in the trailer but those elements are in the film but they're just with the context there's completely different context to yeah. it yeah i mean it's also uh, again this will be my last this will be my last thing as well <laughs> but i feel like a lot of the promotional material of this film including like features in like empire magazine and stuff like that were all building to the fact that this was marvel's first horror movie yeah. and i feel like they that, that was a lie <laughs> yeah. it was a lie because yeah. i mean, I, mean I, I suppose i should have expected it because it is a 12a certificate and yeah. you know how horrifying can you be with a 12a um but i still feel like it was it was a con to like get me in the cinema and it was just yeah. sort of um annoying from that point Sa of view. Sa sam raimi right. should sam raimi should have had full control like I, that's I, it's a shame because you can like you said you can see where they've reshot yeah. stuff studio interference yeah. but maybe in the future yeah. Okay, so it's uh, so a nice long episode tonight. So. <laughs> Is anyone going to watch Dan's hot pick other than me next for this? Because I've seen the yes. Night World and I'm quite happy to watch it again. So it's it's, it's very good. Zombies, I think. Um, I have seen this film, yeah, and I will give you my hot take really quick because I am a I am away uh, from Friday to Friday. Okay, so oh. uh, I I am at Center Park. Oh, oh that's, a, that's a bit expensive. That's a bit posh, you know. Uh, it was all, it was all, it was all yeah, right. I, I mean, that, the, I don't think it's, yeah. I suppose it's not, posh. it's not, yeah. well, it's, it's quite, it's, it's quite, like it's a not, family, it's not Butlins, is it? Yeah, but it's also not a five star hotel. I like it, but it costs yeah. so much money to go to, to go like school holidays. They put the price up like about, it's like three grand or something for a week. Oh God, no! Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I, yeah. Not, I was paying. I think like two hundred quid. I think like oh, one hundred and eighty something yeah, like that. But, Which one are you going yeah. to? Uh, well, this is the thing. I've I've been to the two. I've been to the New Forest one, and then the yeah. one that's slightly further away up to towards north. And then mm. this one is the furthest one that we that. So this is the Lake District uh, nice. near the Lake nice. District. Um, so but you, yeah, you you won't be around. Friday this this Friday until next Friday. Okay. Uh, but great, it's a great pick. Uh, there's okay. another film that's very similar to The Night Eats the World, which I would recommend. But uh, it, title escapes me. But it's essentially like same premise, like two films that you know, like White House, yeah. White House Down, and Olympus Has Fallen were yeah. very much like the same premise. It's essentially that. But yes, very good. I enjoyed it, and I thought the uh, effect, okay. effects were really good. So for our kind of main feature next week, because you know, I've been, I monitor the YouTube channel and, and we did episode you and me, Larry, on the Evil Dead, the remake. Dead. And that's just going mad. It's like, 
I don't know what's going on with it. Someone's obviously posted it somewhere. I think it's because everyone um, hates me. So they, they no, go, they it's go not off, you. No, it's not that at all. But we get, you know, I'm really pleased with that. So because of that, I thought, and I want always wanted to do it for the next three weeks. We'll do the Evil Dead trilogy. So next week we'll do the 1981 The Evil Dead. Um, if everyone's okay with that, and yeah, obviously cool. you can send through your thoughts, Larry, if you're away, um, mm. should be great. Hopefully, Jess will watch it if she's around. Um, yeah, because I love a bit of Ash, it's amazing. Mm. And I'd like to end, I'd say, my son, he, he's watched all the Ash Evil Dead and he's watched the Evil Dead, and he's never seen the original films, so uh, cool. that'd be quite nice for him to watch them with me. Yeah, so next week we'll be on our episode 81, The Evil Dead. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, it's The Bones Horror Pod. We need to get a thousand followers. We, we'll do that soon. We're not far away. Um, still not doing the Facebook thing. Um, Instagram, Jess updates that now and again. That's The Bones Horror Pod. You can contact us on bones or nice bones or pod at gmail.com. That wasn't working this morning for some reason. Um, got it working again. Um, what else is there? I think that's it. See, again, if you want to win the, the crappy version of the Evil Dead on Blu ray, just, <laughs> just let us know because I've bought the new one now. I, you can I feel have like my old crappy version. I, I feel <laughs> like that's why it's circulating. Sense. I feel like that's why the episode's circulating is because I basically yeah. insulted most <laughs> the most of people own that film. Just like, you got the wrong one, it's shit. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch the shit version. I'll still give it a good rating. So, like, have, you watched, yeah. have you watched the extended yet? I haven't yet. I was saving you... that for, the, for the, the next time we do the Evil Dead. So, okay, okay. Okay. I've got a funny feeling hear. I've watched it anyway. Maybe that Channel 4 one. Was it Channel 4? It was E4. Yeah, I, I've got a funny feeling I've, <laughs> I've watched a longer version before. Because some of the stuff you said, kind of, mm. yeah. But yeah, so thanks for uh, watching and listening. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with us, The Evil Dead. So, see you all later. Bye-bye. Bye. Boy.